Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Three to two, ranked on top of Notre Dame with two outs and nobody on in the bottom of the ninth. Another payoff to Stanley. This one getting back to right center field. Turn on the jet, Steve Stanley. Back to the wall it goes. Stanley rounding second, heading for third. Steve Stanley will slide in safely with a one-out triple. And Notre Dame has the tying run at third base as Steve Stanley gives Paul Maneri a high five as he gets in there. Well, that is arguably the most famous triple in the history of of Notre Dame baseball, maybe the second most famous hit, I don't know, in the in the history of Notre Dame baseball. And the guy who hit it, Steve Stanley, All-American in 2002, a captain on Notre Dame's 2002 College World Series team, celebrating its 20th anniversary this year, is with us right now. How we doing, Mr. Stanley? Sean, it's great talking to you, man. Uh, just hearing that and... Uh... Just those memories coming back, they flood back. It's exciting to uh, to think about that time. Well, and you were, you were, we were just talking off the air, and you've lived in Arizona for a long time, and I always remember, like, you know, seeing your parents at, at, at the games, whether it was, you know, at Frank X Stadium. I remember uh, still, you know, pretty vividly at the Super Regional down there at uh, Dick Hauser Stadium at Florida State. I remember your dad pacing all over the grandstand <laughs> waiting for JP <laughs> to get the final outs, you know. But uh, yeah. you're a Columbus, Ohio native, and you, you uh, just moved back home to uh, to be a little bit closer to your parents, huh? Yeah, you know, it, it, family is is of the greatest importance, importance to me, and I really wanted to be close to my mom and dad. They've given me everything and very thankful. So I wanted my kids, obviously my three girls, I wanted them to be able to spend more time. They, my parents had, um, had purchased a place out in Scottsdale. So they were close to us, you know, for the last 20 years or so that we lived out there, they'd come out every once in a while, but just being able to have them around and, and be here is, is, is great. So uh, it was a, it was definitely an adjustment for my daughters <laughs> coming out of the heat. I bet. Different weather, but, but it was still a really good thing. I yeah. bet. I bet. Well, when you think about that triple, that College World Series triple, that, of course, was part of the comeback win against Rice. You tripled with one out. You're down by a run. Steve Solman's the next batter. He singles you home. And then, of course, Brian Stavisky with the walk-off home run. But uh, are, are there any moments from your career? Like, is that the top moment of your career at Notre Dame? Um, I would say that's definitely the top moment. And I, what I would also say is there were quite a few that come pretty close. You know, yeah. the, uh, the series when I was um, a sophomore at Mississippi State, um, you know, the, the Super Regional at uh, Florida State, Right, uh, winning the Big East, Big East championship, uh, and you know Steve Solman uh, scoring that run, and then Stavisky getting a huge hit there. I mean, there were there was a lot of big moments for us, um, and, and but that was definitely on the top. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that the the Big East championship 
when you end up going to Omaha at the end of the season, I mean, that it gets lost in the shuffle a little bit because of some of the moments that you mentioned. But, you know, I had your coach, Paul Maneri, of course, on a couple of weeks ago, and we've talked about it before. That was something new for that team as well, just winning a Big East championship, especially against Rutgers. You know, that was a team that, that you guys just couldn't quite push through. And, and so just how big was that moment at the time? Was that probably the biggest thing that had ever happened, just, just winning that Big East championship? It was, and you know, a lot of the things that people don't remember, number one is that's that automatic seed to get into the 64-team tournament, just right. like the NCAA tournament in basketball. If we don't win that tournament, I don't know if we get into the regional. And the reason for that was that we had such a poor start to the season. Obviously, we, we strung a huge amount of wins together late, but if we don't win that tournament, there's nothing to say because we were a northern team. And, uh, you know, it wasn't like we played in the SEC conference where, uh, you know, they would lot, let a lot of teams in. Who knows if we get in or not? And, and I don't seem to remember if other teams from the Big East got in that year, maybe one or two other teams. But it was huge that we won because if we don't win that, who knows if we actually get into the regional to have a chance to go to the World Series. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, you ended up hosting that regional as a two seed and I don't know that that happens very much anymore that the you know the tournament has evolved a lot over the years but even that was a little bit unique because it comes down to facilities and who puts in the bid and the guarantees and all those different things but you got right. to you got to host that regional as the number two seed South Alabama was the number one seed so they came up here and of course your second round 25 to one lopsided win over South Alabama was probably the <laughs> highlight of that weekend, but you guys went three, and zero that weekend as well. And you had two other games against Ohio state, Ohio state. You scored eight runs and nine runs against Ohio state. in those two other games that had to be one of the better three game stretches just offensively that, that you guys have had, I would imagine. Well, it was huge. And I, a lot of people probably don't remember this, but Luis Gonzalez, and Craig Council had a bet because <laughs> right. Gonzalez went to South Alabama, and so he had to wear Council's Notre Dame jersey, you know, uh, the next day. It was a huge win for us against South Alabama. But then also, you know, me being a Columbus kid, and, 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 and really, you know, um, Notre Dame, in, in, in particular Coach Mary, went out of their way to make me feel special uh, when I was recruited. And Ohio State, in my backyard, you know, I was an underdog type of guy, not a big guy. And right. so I don't blame them for not recruiting me hard. But it was an even bigger win for me because my hometown team came up to play us. And then to win two games like that, um, it was definitely, definitely huge for me. Well, and I'm trying to remember, I think at that point, the, was the draft the next week? Do you remember? Yeah, it, it was. I do remember because I'll tell you what, Sean, what happened was we were practicing getting ready to go down to Tallahassee. Okay. And Coach Maneri specifically for the juniors and seniors on the team, it was tough to keep their emotions in check because we all knew the draft was that day. And so all of us were practicing and he, he, he purposefully had practice during the draft so you couldn't listen to it <laughs> now it's a big you know now it's a big deal and you know it's it's all over the airwaves and uh -huh. stuff but back then it was something where the coaches would listen and maybe guys would listen on the internet but he specifically had practice that day so that we could not listen to it 
And uh, during practice, I remember him calling me in from center field. I believe it was a Thursday, maybe, maybe a Wednesday. And he called me in and he said, man, the, the A's just drafted you in the second round. And, man, that was a special day. You know? I bet it was. I bet it was. And, of course, your teammate Brian Stavisky also drafted by the A's. And his fate would have it, a guy from those Buckeyes, Nick Swisher was also drafted by <laughs> yeah. the A's. So that, that turned out to be, you know, kind of a unique weekend with all of you guys playing against each other there at X Stadium. Right it, it, was, the draft. it was special. It, yeah, it was really special. And, and, you know, I got to know Nick even a lot better, obviously, once we were in the A's organization. And Brian and I, our, our uh, relationship developed as well, you know, continuing to get a chance to play with him. But, um, you know, it was really – and Swish obviously being a guy from the Columbus area – and he went to middle school here, and then he was from Parkersburg. His father was from Parkersburg, West Virginia. Right. So, um, you know, just a lot of ties there, and and it was it was a special time. And I remember talking at the uh, the banquet on Friday, uh, maybe it was Thursday, the day before the the regional, and I was talking to Joey Wilkins, who's one of the guys that played on the Ohio State team that I'd played uh, with when I was in youth baseball. And I said, "Man, oh, does wow. anybody on your team think they're?" Yeah, does anybody <laughs> on your team think they're going to get drafted? He said, yeah, I think Swisher's going to go in the first round. I said, are you kidding me? Wow, <laughs> really? I mean, we, it was just no, you know, at the time, you just don't know who's going to go where. So, yeah. and it's sure, you know, that, that ended up happening. So. And you talk about, again, just how different things are now, just the way, you know, prospects are talked about and everything else right now compared to to the ancient days of, of 20 years ago in 2002. <laughs> yeah. It does. It feels like that. Coach Mary and I talk all the time, Sean, and we talk about the fact that, you know, it was big back then because I remember even as a kid growing up in the 80s and 90s to watch the World Series was a big deal, even for me when I was 9, 10 years old. Right. And now it's just become a whole nother animal. It's, it's huge. You know, you got – College baseball games are on every day. I mean, you know, ESPN Plus and all these different, uh, you know, avenues to watch games. Yeah. And, and you know, you never used to be able to, you know, if you, if you watched and saw a super regional game, it was a big deal. Now it's, it's everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Steve Stanley's with us, All-American in 2002, drafted by the Oakland A's from Notre Dame's 2002 College World Series team, which is celebrating its 20th anniversary, of course, this year so as we kind of keep looking back on that season you win the regional at home you go to uh, the super regional and for your reward you get the number one team in the country of course florida state 25 game winning streak and and all that and again talking to paul a couple of weeks ago you know so much of of his coaching was not just fundamental coaching but it was about motivation and emotion and you know all these different things do you remember his message to you guys going into that weekend yes and it, it hadn't changed from the day that I walked on campus <laughs> this guy was the same coach Maneri he was he believed in his players he believed in the program he believed in the things that he taught and and they all came to fruition and he would always say you know that weekend you're playing not only for yourself but you're playing for all the guys that have come ahead of you that have gotten us to this point you know you think about guys like Aaron Heilman and Brand Us and Alex Porzell and all these guys that came ahead uh, that I played with. And then even before that, um, you know, there was so much great tradition at Notre Dame and they had been so close. So he preached that to us, but his, you know, none of his philosophy was the same from day one. And really when we walked in there, we never felt like underdogs. 
you know, we always felt like, man, we can play with these guys. And uh, that was instilled by Coach Maneri from day one. And, and uh, don't let anybody tell you that we didn't believe or, you know, think that we belonged down there because we really did, and that was from him. No, oh, I know. And, I mean, everyone, you could tell by, by the way you guys carried yourselves all weekend. And like he said, if there hadn't been a, a rain out in, in day two, you know, what was supposed to be the second game, he thought maybe you finish it off in, in two games instead of going to the third game. I mean, it all ended up working out pretty well. That was such a uh, such a unique environment, and you talked about Mississippi State. Going to Mississippi State, I guess that would have been your sophomore year uh, for the right, regional right. that year. And there was a lot of talk about that when Notre Dame went to the Super Regional this past season, you know, trip to Starkville and, and all that different – kind of stuff just being in that atmosphere from your sophomore year not just going through that experience but also including going through that experience but just the whole thing how much did that do you think help prepare you and and the and the veteran guys that you had especially on that team for for both winning the regional and in the super regional and just kind of being on the big stage all of those moments were building blocks i think back to that and i think that the, the lessons that i teach my children today you know, you take one step forward, and sometimes you feel like you take a step back, but you're just building. And every single one, we're building blocks. When we, when we were fresh, you know, our freshman year, uh, we came in, and they had expanded the tournament, Sean, from 48 teams to 64 teams to make it very similar to the NCAA regional, like you have the basketball uh-huh. tournament. And so we made that 64 uh, team tournament, and it just got trounced by uh, <laughs> Cal State Fullerton. It was a, you know, it was great experience. But they beat us on our home turf, and then we come back the next year, go down to Mississippi State, play in an unbelievable regional, lose in the last inning on a walk-off home run, and they got to beat us twice in the last day. You know, then to go and host again our junior year to play Florida International and, and play well in that tournament, but to always fall a little bit short, man, we were ready, you know. And so it was like all of the stars aligned in that moment you know, to win the regional and then to go down to Florida State. And I don't think there was one Florida State fan that think, think, thought we stood a chance, you know. Um, I love the story that, like, in the fifth inning of the third game, got, you know, fans were calling Omaha still to reserve uh, flights and, you know, reserve uh, hotels because they still thought we were, you know, we were not going to win that game. Yeah, I, I can uh... – I can vouch for all of that, <laughs> just kind of witnessing, <laughs> sort of you know, sitting right behind the crowd. But you know, there you could you you could you could tell you could tell there was there was um, yeah they had their own belief, and I mean you know they're they're Florida State. And I guess that's what they're supposed to think when this little team from the north comes down, and you know all that <laughs> kind of good stuff. But yeah. you know, let's let's kind of circle back to to Omaha. Now you're in that elimination game against Rice you're in the ninth inning bottom of the ninth inning one out you're down by a run you're coming up to the plate if you lose you go uh two and Q as they say in Omaha oh and two and and you're done but you so you come to the plate there's a left-hander on the mound you're stepping into the batter's box so take us through that at bat Steve well so I come up and there's uh there's one out and I'm I'm thinking to myself no matter what I got to get on base. You know, my, my role for the four years on that team was to get on base because we always had guys that could plug and guys that could hit the ball a long way. Mm-hmm. And my feeling was if we're down a run, I got to do something to get on here so that we can make something happen. 
Uh, and, you know, having Solman and Stavisky behind me, there was so much confidence that if I could just get on base, we'll, we will produce a run somehow. These guys are going to put the bat on the ball and make things happen. So, really, if you go through the at-bat, he goes 1-0, 2-0, 3 And I'm thinking to myself, just like everybody else, okay, I'm walking here. Right. This is great. <laughs> you know, we're going, to get, we're going to get a guy on base. And I'm thinking like everybody else, hey, take a strike, right? So I take a strike. And then, you know, I look down at Coach Neri and him and I are th- thinking the same thing. Take another strike. Because to me, I'm not a guy that can hit the ball out of the park. Right. So what's it going to do to take another strike? And that's exactly right. Because my, my feeling that year was you're not going to strike me out. I know that. So what, what is it taking strike two? And if the umpire thinks it's close and gives me ball four, I'm on base, right? So then he goes, throws strike two. I was okay. Now I got a battle. Now we're in a battle here because he's a fantastic pitcher. His name is Justin Crowder. He actually got drafted by the A's as well that year. Yeah, oh, that's and, right. Um, and he was a fantastic pitcher. And I think he was under two in his ERA. He was almost unhittable. Um, and so, so then he goes 3-2. He goes, I believe he goes fastball away, and I foul it off. Then he goes, I think he goes another fastball, and I foul it off again. So I'm seven pitches into the at-bat, six, seven pitches into the at-bat, and I'm thinking there's no way he's going to throw me a breaking ball here because, you know, little Steve Stanley, 5'7 guy, can't hit it out of the park. I'm not going to take a chance to throw a breaking ball off the plate, ball four, and I let him on base. Sure enough, the guy has enough confidence in his breaking ball, 3-2, to throw it. So lefty-lefty throws me a slider on the outside corner, which is probably strike three. I'm out in front of the pitch. My, my, you know, my front foot, if you know baseball, I'm out in front, I lose my weight, and then, boom, I flick it with my wrist right. in the right center field. And the guy in center is playing in the left center field gap because I, generally speaking, hit the ball the other way. Yeah, you so flip in that direction, that's right. Gap. Yeah, huge gap in right field. And, boom, you know, he's way far away from the baseball I turn around first base. There's no way I'm stopping at second because now if I can get on third with one out, all someone's got to do is hit the ball in the outfield. We tied the game. So it was just, uh, I mean, it was an electric moment. I don't think I've ever been on a baseball field where I felt like the sound was like being at a Notre Dame football game. And that was the same. I mean, it just, you know, the roar of the crowd was explosive and a lot of just amazing to be be in that environment it was and I, and I went back and now this is unscientific but I went back in that audio and from the ping of the bat till I have you sliding in you're you're around 11 and a half 12 seconds from home to third base so that's 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 moving pretty good I think right I mean that's... I, I was I don't think I've ever moved any faster than that in my life you know I I thought I might have been floating on air you know you you just it's one of those things where you feel like you're fast and then you have a moment like that and you can't believe that you're actually in that moment. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to walk. I'm just trying to get on base. And if you can imagine being in that situation where you're just thinking, get on base, get on base, and all of a sudden now it's now you hit a ball in the gap, you are floating on air. It was pretty special. And I do yeah. remember you know, just what you were talking about, how you, you were a little off balance, it seemed like, on that swing, like you were yeah. describing there. But yeah. but still, you managed to get it from the outside corner into right center field and obviously hit it pretty hard and uh, got it, you know, gets all the way back to the wall. You get to third base 
Steve Solman, of course, singles you home two pitches later to tie it up, and then Brian Stavisky with with the walk off home run. And I mean that, yeah. like you talk about, you're not big enough to to hit it out. Stavo was obviously <laughs> big enough to hit it out, and I mean that was. And, and we've talked about this before. The wind was not conducive to a ball being hit out to right field that day, but Brian Stavisky still crushed that baseball and got it out through the teeth of that wind. <laughs> John, he's one of the strongest, naturally strong players I've ever played with in my life. And yeah. He was just given by God an unbelievable build to play the game of baseball and to play other sports. So when you saw him, he just, you know, he he looked like a brick house, and, and he was like that. He just, you know, the thing about Brian was that we. I used to say this. This was funny about Brian. I think he went through something like seven to ten bats in within the season because the umpires would check the the roundness of the bats, and I don't know if that's really? still the case to this day. But back then, be, because he hit the baseball so hard. Every three or four games, they were th- they were throwing his bats out. Wow! And because it was like hitting with a with a cricket stick, you know. And so he he just he hit the ball harder than anybody. I remember when he hit his first home run against Memphis his freshman year. And we were down there, and I thought this guy this is unbelievable. I mean, just threw the wind right center, and Paul just came off his bat unlike anybody else I'd ever seen. Amazing, so. amazing. Steve Stanley with us yeah. from. Notre Dame's 2002 College World Series team. The uh, the anniversary is uh, well. The, the the reunion is taking place. Uh, I guess it's not next week. It's about two and a half weeks from now. So a couple of weeks away. And uh, you and and a lot of your teammates coming in to celebrate that. Now at the Boston College game, it's the Saturday uh, Boston College game that weekend. I believe it's the 30th of this month. You you guys will all be honored out there. Uh, prior to the game so uh, if fans want to come out and not only see this year's Notre Dame baseball team which is uh, doing really well you can also see the 2002 College World Series team from Notre Dame being honored at that game when they take on Boston College Saturday April 30th. Steve always great catching up uh, with you look forward to seeing you here in a couple of weeks and uh, welcome back to the Midwest. I guess out of out of sunny Arizona and back in Columbus. I'm sure the weather there is about what it is like here today. It's not very nice here today, anyway. So, well, I can tell you the pleasure is always mine talking to you, Sean. And I love talking to the familiar voice that always reminds me of being in South Bend talking to you. So, all right, I appreciate it, Steve. Always great talking to you as well. All the best to you and and uh, your family. And again, look forward to hopefully seeing and, and uh, talking to you again soon. We'll see you soon. Okay, take care. Steve Stanley from the Notre Dame 2002 College World Series team. We'll take a timeout. More Budweiser's Weekday Sports Week coming up next on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 